Melchizedek is a rather strange figure from the Old Testament. He's a strange priest in that he, he does not come from a line of priests. He does not trace his ancestry down through the ages. There's nothing really known about him. He kind of appears from nowhere and then goes back the way he came. Today's first reading is the only passage in the Old Testament where we hear anything about this priest king named Melchizedek. And yet he is essential to our understanding of the priesthood. At every ordination, what gets repeated over and over and over again is you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. And it's a, rem a reminder, first and foremost, to the one who is being ordained, that God has chosen him. It's not an honor that he takes to himself. It's not something he does for the glory and the esteem of others, but a call from God Most High. But it's also a reminder of how it is the Father providing for his people in giving us the gift of the priesthood. In the same way that the priest, that Melchizedek came from nowhere and, and uh, uh, went in the same way, it emphasizes that God is in control, that God is the one who is giving the gift. And the gift that is greater than any individual priest is the gift of his body and blood, his soul and his divinity, which is given to us through the priesthood. No matter what kind of a person a priest might be, no matter how holy or not they might be, no matter uh, how they might be, as long as they offer the prayers of the church, and especially those words of the consecration, what is mere bread and wine is changed forever into the body and blood, the soul and divinity of Christ. The example of Melchizedek reminds us that it is Christ himself who feeds us. It is Christ himself who provides for us. As he did for the, the crowd in today's gospel. Actually, it's when Christ provides for us, it's not the way that he did for the crowds in today's gospel. Because he provided them with simple bread something to feed their, their stomachs, but that they would one day need again. Christ actually provides for us in a more beautiful, profound way because he gives his very self to us to receive in the Eucharist. That is how much he loves us. That for all the ages, he wanted to provide for us. He wanted to give us the food that would not just sustain our bodies, but sustain our souls. Nourish and strengthen us for the mission and ministry that he has entrusted to each one of us. He wanted us to have the strength that we need. 
And that's what makes the feast that is today so very beautiful. There's a story told about St. Thomas Aquinas. He wrote many, many books and had all these uh, beautiful books written. They're really long and wordy, so unless you need to sleep, I probably wouldn't recommend reading them. But uh, they're really long. But at the end of this, he had treated it pretty much on every topic of the faith. But then he came to the Eucharist. And the phrase that is known that he said, as he prayed about the Eucharist and how to explain it, he stopped his writing. And speaking of all the work he had done before, he said, it's all straw. Compared to the beauty of the Eucharist, all his other work paled in comparison. And so, my friends in Christ, let us take care always to give thanks to God for this great gift of the Eucharist, for the gift of the body, the blood, the soul and divinity of Christ. For it is in this gift that all our needs are met.